Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Exploring Italy podcast. I'm Sabrina. And I'm Giuseppe, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. First of all, we wanted to thank all of you that listened to our first episode and hope you enjoyed it and that you keep returning. This is a brand new adventure for us, and we're trying our best, so once we get the hang of things, uh, things will go more smoothly. Yeah, and on one of our Instagram stories this week, we asked you guys what you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast, and many of the responses actually asked about when the best time to visit Italy is, and also some underrated places in the country. So today we're going to explore that topic, and we'll get right into it. Yep, and uh, just keep in mind again that this is based on pre-coronavirus and before it hit Italy. So uh, we'll begin now and we'll start off with um, pretty much um, best uh, time to visit Italy. So um, honestly, uh, the best time to visit Italy, uh, if you're trying, let's say you want to visit uh, the beaches and the Lido's. And the outdoor views, um, we would say the best time is, you know, June, May, uh, May, June, July, and I wouldn't really recommend August, but going more specific with that, we're talking about when we say uh, pretty much Southern Italy, we're looking at uh, Campania, Basilicata, uh, Calabria, and Sicily. I don't think I missed any. Oh, uh, how could I miss? Puglia, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to go visit the beach and outdoor, definitely during the end of spring. I would say the end of spring, early summer or Mm -hmm. late summer. Right. So yeah, even like late summer, but like uh, after August, towards the ending of August into the beginning of September. And the reason we say that is because if our viewers are not familiar with this, uh, in Italy, there's something called Ferragosto, which uh, pretty much... Um, how do I explain it? I think it's like sort of like Labor Day, except for yeah. half of the month of yeah, August. Yeah, pretty much every Italian, especially from Northern Italy too, they all just take off for three weeks, all, literally pretty almost much, the month yeah. of August, honestly. And they all travel down south, starting from the Amalfi Coast, going all the way to Sicily. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about even the geography of Italy, Northern Italy doesn't have really any beaches if i'm correct maybe they they have lakes no i mean they have you know if you visit lombardia there's lake como right if you visit uh, liguria there's a cinque terre but uh, it's more sightseeing you're not really going there to be like oh i want to go to the beach up there when you think of beaches it's really your your mind goes to sicily Calabria and Amalfi Coast any, and any, Puglia. Yeah, I was going to say even Puglia, Puglia Sicily. Um, there's obviously also Sardinia, but that's a totally different topic. I mean, I think only if you're looking to spend a lot of money. Yeah, if you're looking Sardinia. to spend a lot of money, Sardinia, definitely. If you, you know, want to splurge and really mm-hmm. enjoy it, they do say that uh, uh, Sardinia has the cleanest water, actually, in all of Europe. Wow. Uh, I'm not sure how true that is, but um, definitely, I I mean, you definitely should visit if you haven't yet. Yeah. I think maybe um, we can do another podcast actually on some like luxury places to visit yeah. in Italy. Yeah, it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but as far as like you guys wanted to know best time to visit, it really depends what you're looking for. Um, like Giuseppe was saying, if you're looking for a vacation on the beach or let's say you only can take vacation during the summer, I would say, you know, go to southern Italy 
first of all, even to go to other tourist places in um, the summer would probably be really hot because you're going to be waiting on long lines. Right. Um, for other activities, um, I would say, I think October is a good time to go or the fall. For where? Uh, for like other tourist attractions, like for oh, instance, I mean, wineries yeah, if you, or... Yeah, if you want to do like a winery, I, I believe they have them all year long. Depends on where you're going. But if you really want to get that rustic feeling, like when you see pictures of Tuscany and Piedmont and Sicily, the best time to honestly go would be uh, October, November, and even in the springtime, I would say definitely is a great time to go. Also, keep in mind that uh, if you live in a cooler climate where your November, December is actually like below zero, you should you need to realize that you're below zero in Italy. For them, I mean, pretty much that time period, let's say their November, December is like uh, in Fahrenheit, like 50, 60 degrees. Yeah. So unless, it's really warm. Yeah, unless they're like near the Alps. Otherwise, yeah. it's uh, yeah. maybe you need like a leather jacket in October or November. Yeah. I think they really only like have like winter, winter in maybe like December to February. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where you are in Italy. Right. Um, But yeah, other than than that i mean even regular tourist spots if like the coliseum um tourist spots in venice and florence if you're able to go at any time of the year that you want to go we would definitely suggest going off season in october november or early spring yeah and you definitely again when you want to visit these spots uh like in rome where there's a lot of line waiting in florence don't go during the summertime. I mean, first off, besides there being so many people, it's just really hot it's to be waiting really on a long hot. time. Like you need to at least, honestly, if you decide that, oh, I'm going to Rome, Florence, Milan, do yourself the favor and you pack a hat with you, carry always a water bottle and any other, like sunscreen especially as well, because you will get burned and you will get really tired walking all day. Oh, and heads up, Italians, especially religious Italians, when you go to Vatican City or if you want to go visit the Duomo, they really don't care that it's 95 degrees outside because if you're wearing shorts or a tank top, they're not going to let you in. And I say that from personal experience. (laughs) It was when we went to Rome and our first stop was Vatican City. We got there, I'm going to say, around like 9 a.m. and it was already 95 degrees Fahrenheit. So... I mean, I was it was in the middle of August, so I was wearing shorts and a tank top, and they wouldn't let me in. I had to go buy um like a shawl, and I had to buy I think two shawls yeah, two if I remember, because I had to cover my my legs up until my knees. And yep. I mean, I totally understand you know being respectful in in these holy buildings, but just to let you know, it's they're not gonna let you in. Mm-hmm. So just be prepared for that because if you don't have someone else with you, you can't just leave the line because then you'll be back at the end of the two and a half hour line. Right. So those are just, remember, just important tips, I would say, uh, when visiting those places. But um, I'm trying to just think where else. Oh, also truffle hunting, too. Oh, yeah. So if you're a person who enjoys truffle hunting, uh, October, November, I believe also December... I think there's the Umbria, uh, 
and mostly it's Umbria and uh, Piedmont. You definitely want to go truffle hunting out there. It's great experience. It's beautiful. Um, actually, matter of fact, it's a great experience in Umbria too, because I believe there's the white truffles, which those are the rare ones, right? Those are much rare compared to the regular black truffles. But there's a bunch of seasonal truffles, mm -hmm. depending on if you go in the summer. But if you really want to get a really great experience, then you definitely should go during the, the fall, fall time to experience the best truffle uh, hunting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I feel like when you think of Italy, especially if you don't go often and you want to make a once-in-a-lifetime trip out of it, at first, you're only thinking about the major attractions that everybody knows, like the Colosseum, the Duomo, the um, canals in Venice, just everything that you see on the internet, on TV. But there's so many things that, first of all, you wouldn't think of doing. And there are some really great things that are like off the normal beaten path. Yeah. So like even, for instance, some uh, of the best restaurants that we've been to are not in the typical tourist spots, but sometimes it's worth the walk. It's worth... Even I agree. the drive off of these where waiters are pulling you in and they have all these great specials and then you sit down and first of all, you're overspending. They know you're tourists, so they're overcharging you and you're not getting the best experience that you want to get. Right. Yeah. So I, but that will keep for another time. Yeah, we'll go. Like, we'll definitely uh, go how more not to fall that. into the tourist traps of Italy. Yeah, I like that. Know them all. Um, definitely. We can help everyone who's listening. Yeah. And um you know, with that being said, also with the best times to visit, we should also look at also some underrated towns that everyone should at least go once in their lifetime. If you're looking to get away from the tourist mainstream uh, attractions, spots. Mm -hmm. spots. So um, I would say starting off one place that I believe is underrated to outsiders uh, is called Tropea, which you can find in Calabria, but more specifically, all along the coast of Tropea, they call it the coast of the gods, which I believe was back in the mythology days, they were saying that this was the view, because it's such a beautiful view, it was meant for the gods, um, I mean, I'm not sure how it came up, but if you actually see it from, you, you, if you see it yourself, you can understand why, it's just, it's, it's a beautiful view. But anyways, getting into Tropea, mm -hmm. uh, Tropea is just beautiful. Uh, There's no words to describe yeah. it. The, the ocean is crystal clear. Yeah, literally like blue, like aqua blue. And now I know there might be a few Italians that are like, well, there's a lot of people that go there. How is it considered a you know spot that not many people visit? But again, I'm saying this because mostly... It's Italians that know about Tropea. Right. First off, to get to even get to Tropea takes a while. Uh, I know you can take a train, but it's not like as easy or accessible as it is to go into the Amalfi Coast, where you have tour guides picking you up, buses. Uh, right, because it's still taxis. not a huge tourist attraction. It's still not it's, big. It's not like Sorrento or Positano or Amalfi. It's really, like you yeah. said, just known to and, like within the Italians right. or if you're from and there. And people that do tours and they sort of neglect Tropea because there's only so much you can mm -hmm. technically do in Tropea in terms of like, I like to always compare it to other seaside towns, like just like Sorrento. Like at least... 
like Sorrento, you can visit one day. Uh, Pompeii, you can visit mm-hmm. one day. Napoli, the city. Uh, Amalfi, like Amalfi, Positano, and Setropea. You're in Tropea, and there's, I mean, there's maybe a town or two you can go over, but it's really the same thing. There's nothing industrialized about it. There's not like, hey, there's a winery there's up from not here. Even, there's not even like hotels like no no as many hotels as you see there's no, maybe there's a couple you're not gonna see a five-star yeah, hotel at least right. from what we it's saw still not it doesn't exist yeah it's still not opened like no that. um another thing to know they're the town of onions yeah oh, yeah <laughs> everywhere you look yeah. there's red onions ever that's like one of the specialties that they're known for and um i believe also their granita if i'm not mistaken as well I think so. Well, I'm not uh, sure. we had a granita when I mean, we were was, there, when it was amazing. <laughs> but yes, definitely the red onions. Yeah. It's everywhere. <laughs> and I mean, the cool thing about the location of it, too, is because Calabria is literally like the toe of Italy, it's between two different seas. Yeah. So you're True. on one side of Calabria and you're in the Ionian Sea. And then on the other side where Tropea is, I believe it's, is it the Mediterranean? Yeah, Mediterranean. Yeah. So you're, you can go to Calabria and basically go to two different seas. And to be honest with you, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but they really are completely different. Right. I mean, no matter where you go in Italy, the ocean is beautiful. But you'll see, like, in Tropea, it's more like a teal turquoise color. And on the Ionian side, it's literally like clear. In the Amalfi Coast, it feels like a deep right. blue. It's it's really cool yep. when you compare all of the differences. Yep, definitely, um, definitely an underrated place, and um, a town. And while we are in Calabria, I do think we should talk about also where Sabrina's family is from, <laughs> which is Gioza Ionica, which. Not many people know about this town. That's well, a tiny, tiny, very tiny town. <laughs> but um, Sabrina, I mean, tell us what, what is it that like, can tell us pretty much like what makes it so underrated. I mean, I think that it's, I mean, obviously it's special to me because I have a lot of family there. But even just like you can really see like the close culture that I mean, all Italian towns probably have this, but because. It really is such like a small town. I think the population is like 7,000 people. Everybody knows each other. There's like that closeness of, you know, nobody's selfish, I feel like, over there. And then we also have, you know, the food is obviously just wonderful as it is everywhere in Italy. Um, We're more known for like agriculture versus um, like seafood because we're not really near a port or sea. Our beach is about 10 to 15 minutes away. And to me, it's like one of the most beautiful beaches. It's all full of rocks. There's absolutely no sand except for when you first walk on. And literally the water is crystal clear. Yes, that, it's it's just... <laughs> it's like like you can literally drop something and be able to find it. That's I'm how pretty sure if you even drop your glasses, you'll, you'll be able find to find it. them. That's how clear the water is the ocean is out there and again it's just that i can definitely guarantee you unlike tropea where mm-hmm. italians and right. outsiders don't go gioza ionica and also near it is gioza marina, marina which mm-hmm. is right near the beach you're not going to find any outsiders and the ones that you do find you're like shocked when you hear them speak 
either English or a different language. Oh, yeah. And most of the time, which is crazy, most of the time, these people, you end up finding out, they when they were kids, they lived, they, they were born there. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, they, they moved out to the United States. They moved to the UK. They or moved Northern to Canada, Italy, yeah. Northern Italy. Because pretty much everyone who comes to visit during the summertime, I mean, have some sort of background have some sort of like native family member that actually is from that part of Calabria. So you definitely won't find any uh, tourists, definitely won't find any tour buses out there. And also, it's not as industrialized as yeah. other uh, tourist spots are. Prices too are like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> food prices, you can probably buy, honestly. Oh, the what you can buy in other parts of Italy, because it's a quote-unquote tourist attraction, you can probably buy the entire restaurant. With like fifty euros. Well, like, not it, even. Wasn't like a bottle of Peroni like two euros? Yeah, I, a bottle of Peroni oh was like God. two euros. <laughs> they have a place where like they sell shots. It's like a euro oh, a yeah. shot. I mean, yeah, it's, these are these are all like the little towns. Yeah, that are all next to each other. They're all very they're, similar. It's amazing, and they have a beautiful lungomare as they call yeah. it, which is like, what is? How would you? It's boardwalk. Yeah, like Kinda a boardwalk. Like a yeah. boardwalk without the boards. Right. <laughs> They have the Lido's on the beach. I mean, it's really just a beautiful place. Um, food is good. I mean, obviously, like, for instance, like the pizza, obviously, there's no comparison to the pizza in Napoli, which you can talk more about. Right. Well, I mean, I guess when we get to that topic, yeah. I mean, but they are, you know, they do have good. Everything there is also made with. Everything's fresh. Fresh, you know, um, no matter what. It's just everything tastes good. Put it that way down there. But yeah, speaking of. Campania, where you're from, I think the other underrated place is, is off the Amalfi Coast. Yeah, so getting right into it, uh, Viedri Sul Mare, and that that town is often overshadowed by neighboring towns, which is completely understandable uh, when you look at who its neighboring towns are, like Amalfi, Positano, Sorrento, and also Salerno, the city of Salerno, which is also very big. And not many people visit Vietri Sumare and it's sort of a shame like yes there are people that go there are tourists that go there and you can go from town to town they have like a they have they have a train train, but they there's no train that brings you directly to Positano Amalfi you actually have to take a bus Mm -hmm. or cab that brings you to these towns but if you make it to Vietri Sumare definitely won't be disappointed or let's say you're going on vacation you want to enjoy the Amalfi Coast. You want to enjoy the beautiful uh, scenery out there. You don't want to spend two, three thousand dollars a night, but you still want to, you know, stay around that area. Definitely check out Viedri Sumare. It pretty much has everything that the neighboring towns have. The only difference is, is it just doesn't have the name yeah. Amalfi or Positano, and that's really a big, big, big difference. And it's, yeah. you know, not many people know about it. I mean, I remember yeah. that day when we just wanted to venture off and you were like, oh, you know what? Vietri Sumada is right here. Why don't we just go there? I had no idea what it was. And once you bring me there, if I didn't know better, I would have thought we were. I mean, obviously we are on the Amalfi Coast, but I would have thought we were in one of the more popular cities right. or towns because it really has everything that the other ones have i mean you're you're not seeing like 
the pictures like you see of Bozitano with the cliffside yeah, houses. Yeah, I mean, it's not... <laughs> it's not, not, not picturesque. you can replace these other like, places. There are spots where you can yeah. take nice pictures yeah. there, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get that million dollar shot with the background of the houses, all the colorful houses. No, we're not saying you're going to, you know, doesn't have yeah. that kind of feel to it, but it has everything you need if you want to enjoy the Amalfi Coast. We actually made... You know, we made an entire day out of Vietti Sumare. It was a great experience. And when we went to the beach, everyone that was at the beach, believe it or not, they were all from the area. Mm -hmm. Like, there wasn't people from, you know, that I heard speaking English or I didn't hear anyone from other countries. It's a local spot mostly for people that want to get that experience, but just don't want to deal with the hassle of uh, tourists. Right. And, um, yeah, so... Finally, I think the last spot that we want to cover is a uh, island off of um, in the region of Lazio. Not sure if many people are familiar with it, but it's called Ponza, and uh, it is a beautiful island. Uh, when you visit La- the region of Lazio, the first thing you think of is, oh, I'm just gonna go to Rome, visit the Vatican City, um, you know, just tour museums, spots, yeah. the Trevi Fountain, all that. But, uh, you know, Ponza is actually just from what we, from what we understand. Yeah, we've and all never that, been there. We've never been there. <laughs> but it's definitely a spot you need to visit because only Italians go there. <laughs> and during the summertime, believe it or not, a lot of actors go there. And I know from, you know, from stories you hear and what you read, they actually have a lot of uh, people like celebrities, like sports celebrities that actually visit because it's quiet. Very little tourists from out of the country. So if you're looking for something different that's in the region of Lazio, you, you know, you just take the trip to Ponza. Yeah. But, right. I mean, like, for instance, let's say, like, you're just going, you only have time to visit Rome or Lazio and you still want that little vacation-y yeah. uh, vibe. That be- yeah, right, beach that feel, beach vibe, ocean. A lot of people... That are in that region, they don't have a beach or anything like that, so I'm sure that's why. Yeah, they, they don't. Travel. They don't have like a. My, they, they, I mean, yeah, they have the beaches, but it's, it's not, not like, mm-hmm. wow, beautiful. But if you go to Ponza, the ocean there is beautiful. The beaches there are fantastic. Definitely, you should look into it. Price wise, can't really tell yeah. you, but I mean, from we can do more research, do research into interested. it if you're interested. But from what it seems like. Seems like you're gonna need to break the bank a little, but if you want that ultimate luxury experience, yeah, definitely. Visit. I mean, I feel like any island that you're going to off of Italy is expensive. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And like we said, we'll talk more into like more luxury travel on another episode. But I mean, even if you compare Capri, Ischia, Sardinia, yes. like all the little islands off of Italy are obviously going to be more expensive. But it's it's something different. You don't really hear much about it. So we thought we'd include that in this episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we covered everything, right, Sabrina? Yeah, and like we said, we'll get we'll dive deeper into some of the topics that we mentioned in this episode if you guys are interested. And we hope you enjoyed. Yeah, thank you again for tuning in. And um, until next time. Yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at exploring.italy. And subscribe to our podcast if you liked it. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.